Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dasius. We here with our um, new episode, Divine Puppet Podcast. We excited to have our guest today, Annie JB. She's great. She's gonna talk about herself. We're gonna be introducing her. Amy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Great morning. Thank you so very kindly for having me. Now the pleasure for us, and we really appreciate you being here today so we're just gonna start with the podcast let's go welcome to the divine purpose podcast where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the bible how about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits we will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Hey, we back, Eddie Dacius, Divine Perfect Podcast. We're excited to be here. So we have Amy with us today. Um, she will talk about herself the background and we're gonna have a great conversation amy how are you today i'm going great very great thank you good morning to you it is an honor and thank you very kindly for having me um on the podcast this morning so all right so uh, we 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 have a signature question which is we like to know what can you tell us about you today sure who am i um my name is annie jb um, I am originally from Haiti, born and raised, and I moved recent. Um, I moved uh, about 12 years ago to the United States after the devastated earthquake that I survived. Um, wow. I have wonderful parents and one sibling. Uh, I've also had um, the privilege to have an extended family where I was raised on my four younger cousins when after I moved here. Um, I am a graduate from Brandeis University, both undergrad and my master's degree. Um, I love to have fun. My soul loves Jesus. <laughs> I enjoy baking as I, I like to call myself a strawberry stylist. Mm. And, <laughs> um, That's my favorite flavor too. Awesome. And um, I also, I'm a passionate lover of education, more importantly, a girl's advocate, a girl's education advocate. Um, I, I just got something. You said you came here 12 years ago. So I I'm a survivor of that earthquake too. So I was in Haiti when that earthquake happened. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about it a little bit? Your experience there? Sure, absolutely. Uh, despite it being you know 12 years ago, so it's very vivid in my mind. Um, let's see. I was in school short a little bit before it happened and then it happened when i was at home with my family being there and yes. as you could have imagined it was just like you know a devastating just terrific yes. um experience yes. to live in um uh, it was my first time ever <laughs> experiencing an earthquake and i couldn't run i couldn't walk i was inside my home my brother and, and father made it outside the home but luckily nothing happened to our house but around yes. our surroundings my school um, my brother's school and a few my parents' business, you know, they all got, you know, demolished over there. But luckily nothing happened to us. And I'm very grateful comparing to a few people that did not get this opportunity. Wow. So can you share your favorite childhood memory? Absolutely. 
It's it's torn between two. Mine okay. is May 18th. Uh, I love May 18th with my family. We we had beach day. Like we spend the entire day out. And as a Haitian household, this is probably some of our favorite <laughs> things to be able to be outside because yeah, most right. often we are. Uh, I was ready to be in activities or at home and just like you know in a very strict household. But May 18th was just like my favorite all in um, uh, day. And also Christmas at home. Um, I love Christmas on the island. I love everything or tradition about Christmas. So those are my two um, best favorite memories as a child. So did you, since you, uh, you, you relocate to the U.S., have you ever had a chance to go back to, to Haiti? Unfortunately not. Um, for various reasons, not that I do not want to, my, my most desire is definitely to go back, um, Sunday quite recently, I'm hoping, but no, I, unfortunately not. I only went, went back once actually for my grandfather's funeral, but it okay. was um, in and out, um, back in 2013, I believe. But ever since I haven't gotten a proper going, going back home, you know, to relive some of my childhood memory of being at home. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. So... What was um, your transition to the U.S.? And I know most Haitians, um, especially me, and I think we share the same experience from the earthquake, where when I first got here, I, ha I had some, like, PTSD of the... When I was on the train, <laughs> the yeah. vibration kind of reminded me of the earthquake. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us about your experience when you first got here? What was the show, um, culture shock for you? Yes, of course. It was very sudden. My move were, was absolutely sudden um, because, well, the earthquake happened, you know, around January time. And my parents were just trying to figure out everything out. What are we going to do with the kids? What are we going to yeah. do with our business, with the house? You know, like just everything because as to as everybody was in the same situation. So about a couple of weeks later, I want to say three weeks or so later in February time, we moved. So okay. my brother and I. Um, left with my dad uh, to go live with family because around that time family was calling hey what do you what do we do what are we gonna yeah. do we want to help out what can we do so two of my cousins literally said hey you guys are getting on a plane the kids are coming come here you, and said to my parents if you guys don't want to come that's fine but the kids need to go so that's exactly what we did moved here um, with my brother and my dad um, it was cold it was the second time ever <laughs> experiencing the cold so I was like wow. I had a sweater on I was like oh, like I was shivering the entire entire time waiting at the airport um, for my cousins to pick me up and then we got into our family's house unfortunately the the idea was for me to you know to stay with my brother for us to stick together but yeah. unfortunately but really has a good ending at the end my brother yeah. ended up staying with one relative and i ended up with um staying with another which okay. is my uncle and i lived in waltham and he lived in randolph um and everything wow. was just different everything was different everything was new um yeah. in terms of um you know like family new family new school yes. new foods that i need to get used to yeah um, <laughs> yeah I and know. almost an entirely new way of going to church um the the weather the environment yes. everything was very much new to me and yeah. i just like much people did not have any chance to adapt it was just like a go 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 mode and i think i'm mm. still very much into that sense on always being on the go because you know i have a, i have a, how I've already, you know, survived this um, kind of lifestyle. So yeah, it was just very sudden, very new to me, and I just have to hit the ground running. To be honest, like um, coming here. Wow, and and thank you for sharing because Absolutely. you gave us so so much detail on it. So my my next question is, I know 
the transition people don't really break break it down where everything is come down and mm-hmm. you need to figure out everything because yes. the world not gonna stop for you no. you need to just get in and then do do your thing so what was your first time going to to school <laughs> oh gosh yes <laughs> Um, I remember my uncle drove me to school that day because he also worked at the school that I was supposed to go to. Um, I um, entered the middle school when I moved here. Yeah. And, you know, he walked into the front door with me, which I was very grateful, held my hand and went to the front door. And people were just like very welcoming. Um, My my teachers actually from that school, I'm still very much in contact with. I've gone back to school as a guest speaker, um, wow. community sir, um, you know, yeah, service person. So I'm I have a great relationship with the community of Waltham, and whom I'm very much grateful for. But okay. the first time I went to school, I was greeted by my um teacher, Miss Consoladies, is her name, and she is okay. retiring this year. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, teacher. Exactly. So yeah, I met her. I met with her. She took me to class, and I just sat down. And I remember I had a very quiet day, which is very unlikely for me because mm-hmm. I'm a very chatty person and very energetic person um but I, I just had a really quiet day and observing and um other students were just like looking at me you know almost looking at me funny at the same time but really just were curious because we're we're sixth graders you know what's yeah. i came into a new school in the middle of the year so people are gonna have questions and curious. Yep. um but i think it really took me about two weeks without understanding anyone and the only words I knew then, my parents always, uh, you know, forced us to say, "You guys, you guys have to learn English, speak English, yeah. Spanish." But you know, I'm like, I'm home. What am I gonna need it? My <laughs> friends don't need it. Like, who cares? Yeah, and then, boom, this happened. Um, and the only words I knew was "back," "hi," and "hello." which are like basic words <laughs> like barely any basic words um yeah and so it took me about uh, two weeks to really start to understand certain terms certain words certain reactions yeah. but I, i'm forever grateful to miss Gunther lady um such a great teacher and um helped me greatly to um get into adaptation with the school environment because the school system is even different. So this is a, a whole new thing I had to learn. Yes. Um, how to navigate the whole school system, how to navigate the curriculum being in school, in the school environment. Um, but I'm very much grateful that my experience was was not a terrific one. Wow. So <laughs> I, I like it so far because the way you're explaining it, it's making most, a lot of sense. And you go into detail on what exactly people coming here in the United States like get accustomed to the system and strive to it so let's go to any lesson learned you will you will um share with our audience now in terms of like what you experience and what you learn mm-hmm. uh throughout my experience and you know my storyline i believe it's all about being confident um i i i'm i am a very confident um um outgoing person i say yep. often i like to chat but i think the things I'm, i've been able to achieve that thus far is all about being confident in myself and even when i was scared i'll still yeah. go forth and do it um do it anyway like yeah. i said i've moved here hit the ground running so resilience is probably my best suit and mm. also more importantly being respectful respect respect and um making connection with the right people and with the right crowd yeah Wow, well said. Because I, I I will go with confidence. Because let's switch to you starting your own business. Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> I know that confidence need to be high level. Because yes, 
it's a lot of um odds you got going against you mm-hmm. and you need to beat those odds so how was it for you the journey of starting your own business of course well in the midst of doing that there was a lot going on as well and i was still in school i actually was just finishing my undergrad and entering um graduate school yep. uh i knew i love baking i knew uh you know i i love uh enjoying life through sweet stuff i have a cousin who's also a baker um okay. and i've also had the pleasure to watch her flourish in her business growing making mistakes and learning from it and you know is i i you know vastly would say she's one of boston's best bakers okay. and so um the learn i've always done chocolate covered strawberries for yeah. you know friends and family and so on so i decided to say you know what this would be you know very great to bring more sweets to people without feeling guilty and then so uh right around the start of the pandemic i just like you know went for it um and i really want to say this i had no money i didn't have a plan on anything <laughs> i was writing exactly how i wanted to do so i used my own personal money and some of the school fundings to actually start this um so i just went on and went uh bought a bunch of strawberries went to the store the to the paper company store to a bunch of stores that I knew sell big goods and just started and then advertised it on my personal Instagram and the rest is history from there my friends took on it my friends were so happy um my my friends probably are my biggest um uh, uh you know customers to be honest <laughs> uh, always buying and then this is when I made the switch to have a personal um an actual page dedicated to Jay Bake is the oh, name wow. um and then again uh Burgess perfect my craft as I went on and on uh so yeah wow so one thing like and and thank you for telling us more about your 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 business j j bake right j bakes yes yeah so let's uh my question is like can you share the three most challenging event in your life and how do they challenge you sure i'm gonna say It's when I left my parents, right? Mm. When I left my parents um after the earthquake. So the earthquake is one and having the knowledge that I would not be living with my parents or having that uh you know m- most intimate um family uh growing with my parents because my dad came and then barely three days later he left you know so we stayed with family and friends that at least for me when I went to Waltham I did not have a uh, I didn't I, I, I didn't really know um that um side of uh, my family members um like that so I really had to grow a relationship with them specifically so it's the earthquake um not living with my parents not having this um paternal relationship growing up granted with the distance it got better you know we got stronger so I'm very grateful for that and uh, lastly I would say my immigration status in the states. Yeah, so that's okay. been a great great challenge for me, a great challenge to uh, you know, be on the lookout or just being aware all the time because I mm-hmm. am an immigrant more importantly. There's a difference to say I'm an immigrant, but I'm also I'm I'm a first generation immigrant living here, but also I have a specific status given that I'm living in the states. So. Yeah. Makes sense and and I think we we can relate to that a lot of Haitian can relate to what you're saying. So let's say you finish high school and then your choice for college. Yes. Or was it? It was awesome. Honestly, <laughs> after like like I said I've, I've been one of a uh, few to be so grateful to create relationship to use my personality to use myself to uh, get myself into places with the help of God of course into where I could have ever imagined being in. Yeah. Um when I got to high school, I did it all. <laughs> you know, you name it, I did it. 
um, clubs, sports, presidents. Oh, uh, yeah, and it, it wasn't specifically somebody telling me to do it, but I just knew I want to be involved. I want to be part of something. Okay. And, and one thing I, I've always said, and I know some of my peers have said it, and I really don't want people to forget about this. I've always said that the things I'm doing now, I it, it needs to be beneficial for me to go back home and serve my community. And I know a lot of people have said it in high school, so please don't forget that and remember that you're probably saying like, you know, to go back home and help our communities. Um, and I'm very grateful and by the grace of God, I've had to fight to 20 schools which is not mm. very likely wow. <laughs> it's not very likely but also there was a lot of talk again going back to my status that people were saying that you know oh you high school is the best you could do high school like you know you can't go beyond that um i've i've got a, i've gotten expected to about 17 or 16 of those 20 schools wow and some of whom were just like uh some of the denials um, about um status as well um okay. believe it or not and even some of the ones who did accept me but there was some uh, challenge about my status. Okay. But I am beyond grateful the fact that, you know, I was able to apply to so many schools. And in the end, I chose to go to Brandeis University and again, made um, a more history from there. Mm, wow. Yes. Great, great, great. And so now, uh, I had a lot of Haitian being being a, um, a guest here and they, they talk about Lekol, Leglis, Lakai. Was it your experience? <laughs> or are you the 1% ex uh, exception? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say entirely. Okay. I, it is. It was my experience. But growing up in Haiti, um, honestly, I had a great, like, uh, you know, fun childhood. My, my parents were fun, especially my mom. You know, my, my mom is, is definitely that fun mom. But in a way, it's just like, you know, you got to keep it classy all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did have the lakai, but it was done in a fun way. Like I, I, I was allowed to have friends over, you know, my, my house with the meetup was the meetup house. In my schools, well, um, I was very social in school, so yep. um, that that was great. That was like my parents definitely instilled education, the importance of education in my life, and I definitely grew to love education. Hence, what I do now. Um, but it was in a fun way. I was very active in church, still am. Um, yep. You know, choir, theater, um, community service. I, like I was involved in community service in a very young age. You know, giving food to the community when it comes to December and all that stuff. Yep. Um, Packing, packing some of my um, belongings or collecting other belongings to give to other students in need, to other um, kids and students in need in the community. Um, I, I would say, yes, I definitely was in the part of the 3L, but, but it was in a fun way for me. Yeah, okay. it was. <laughs> so now let's, let's switch to um, the most, what is the most thing you are proud you accomplish? Ooh, yes, great. I have a few. I have a few because um, I've been grateful to be a person that that um, cherish my accomplishments for me, not only to um, let people see it. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I love it when people do see it and acknowledge it. But I've um, accomplished a lot of things for myself, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, it's definitely getting into um, getting to schools. You know, going to Brandeis, going to college. You know, especially when the odds were against me, as we were mentioning earlier. Um, it is running the Women's of Color Alliance at Brandeis for two years back to back mm. being re-elected wow. um 
being a commencement speaker finalist at Brandeis University. Um, I, I love I love the person who definitely wonder wonder up. She's we're great friends. In fact, we're in the same profession. Um, but it's definitely one of uh, you know my greatest thing to be up there to be you know a Haitian immigrant. Mm. The odds be not going to college at all, but ended up doing amazing things in college and even further going to be a commencement speaker. So I really love them having that opportunity and people reading my story online. And then lastly, uh, which is a great project that I'm working now, is my children's book that I'm writing. And wow. hoping, hoping, hoping by the grace of God to have, you know, a, a, a preview by fall or um, early winter next year. So, yes. Wow. So those are like some great, great thing. And congratulations on getting everything because I know achieving all this because I know it's hard work and dedication. And most likely and most important is by grace too because yeah. god is in in his work so let's go with so i like to ask this question in like three three part question where it's like about your dream job the reason i like to ask that question this way is because it may it might change every every time where um what was your dream job in high school college and now sure uh, well, I think just like you said, and I love that you you know say that it does change from time to time, and that's very much true. And we as a society need to normalize that. I want to go a little bit back when I was a, a child. Okay. Uh, I remember with my mom, um, I, I had an aunt from my mom's side of the family who uh, studied international relations. So I always like, oh my gosh, I want to be a diplomat. I just love the way she dressed, the way she spoke, and everything. <laughs> just so elegant and everything. So I really wanted to do that, um, and I also wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> Wow. I love babies when I was younger. I love it. I love it. And I still do because, again, it kind of works with what I do now. Um, okay. In high school, I went back to say, yeah, I need to be a diplomat. I want to be a diplomat. I want to uh, be the ambassador for the education department, a liaison for Haiti and the state. Um, I, I, and I really, really developed a deeper passion for politics as well. So that's okay. where I really saw my world. In college, um, I've got the opportunity to learn about the system of education, um, which again, hence, uh, you know, co uh, related a little bit with my passion yep. for the ambassador being an educator um, in education. And I just grew that passion and just like, you know, fell in love with it about the policy of education, the system of education, just the nitty-gritty of everything about the field of education and uh eventually i went on to get my master's in teacher education uh while still learning about the policies and getting uh, certified into a different aspect of the world of education and now i am doing a lot of things involving youth empowerment education empowerment um, education advocacy so i am in the field of education but really the end goal is definitely to pursue my passion in international international relations regarding um um the the in the field of education still so mm, wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the end I'm, I'm happy it connected to a certain extent <laughs> no definitely and now so best compliment you ever got it oh great question great question uh i'm gonna say how my energy is radiant my, like I'm positive like when I am a part of a community you know I definitely try to bring my best so it's like my my um, um energy is definitely radiant and positive yeah yeah wow that's that's great that's great that's a great question um great answer um so now because one thing I like to ask because people 
it's not life is going very fast and people are like not keeping track on every detail mm-hmm. so now you decided to go to Brandeis right your university mm-hmm. and you starting your adult journey you're making decision on your own and you're gonna have to live with those consequences and benefits of those decisions what was the process what was your mindset going into college mm-hmm. a lot of prayer um prayer for my church um and one thing i always say i have a warrior praying mother who's always on her knees so i know from then on i, I cannot lose <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so coming to make decisions coming to think about um uh, what I have to do, where I need to go. Uh, it, it's not just a decision that I take for myself. It's really I, I consult with God. I consult with mentors and really close trusted, close trusted friends. Yeah. Um, and you know to to go for it. And again, one thing I always say: uh, making decision is hard. You know, for anyone. However, yes. when I do, when I do make it, I go through it even if I'm scared, even if I'm nervous. You know, even coming here, I was nervous, but I want to go through it because this beauty and 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 discomfort, you know. And my decision of going to Brandeis, you know, by the grace of God, getting in, you know, on a, a, a full scholarship, a full tuition scholarship, must I add, and you know, being able to do amazing things on campus, is it, it, really all because God had a point for me, and I grew to have one of the most amazing family on campus. Like my friends that I call, like you know, in my inner circle, are absolutely from um, from Brandeis, from my group of friends at Brandeis, from the family that I created from Brandeis. Uh, so a lot of my decisions, um, I'm a visual person, so I write them down. I I do the pros and cons, and I am that kind of person who kind of plans out life in a way. Um, it, it's really come on by how I know what God has for me. And granted, I have a desire, but I always ask for His will to be done. And that's how um, I began to bring that and really went go on and on with everything that I uh, every step of the way. Wow, and I, I think you had a great experience there, yes. definitely. So. We will take a break. Um, so this episode is brought to you by Dasi's Facility Management. Dasi's Facility Management, they will manage your property. If you value your services, locksmithing, building maintenance, janitor your services, call them now, 617-237-0106 or go online at dasi'sfm.com, dasi'sfm.com. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Hey, we're back with... Eddie Dacius with Divine Purpose Podcast. Divine Purpose Podcast. We have a great guest. Um, we have Annie JB. She's great. She's just talk about her career, her upbringing, and her transition. 
and we have more with her so amy thank you to to be here like i said we're very very happy to have you so we will go with that question we will like to we we like to understand it because we import we know the importance of it where everybody need a mentor yes so who has been your most important professional mentor of course there are two one uh since i was in the sixth grade actually uh, seventh grade, excuse me, in middle school. So I I entered this uh, mentorship program through Brandeis. Uh, her name is Rebecca. Until this day, we are very much in contact. She reviews all my writing, um, including my book right now, a little bit of it. Um, all my writing, all my, um, you, you, like you said, professional decisions. And again, when I was a sophomore in high school, I also joined this um, mentorship organization called the Maisie Program. And I've uh, also gotten a mentor, uh, Dana Albert, and in yep. every sense, you know, we've we've been going through life all together. So I definitely ask her for uh, some feedback into, uh, uh, you know, jobs, uh, um, application, um, any any reviews or even life. As a matter of fact, so we've grown to have that relationship where we we've gotten closer to to do that. So they're they're definitely my main two to go forth. But I also utilize people I've made connections with over the time on my until my internship and um, in some community service work. And I must say as well, I don't think people utilize that enough or look at people closely. Um, I do believe uh, people on uh, on the internet, you know, Instagram. I do believe that they have an influence on me. And some of uh, the main people I can think um, on top of my head is V Kativu. She's a great. Uh, she's a great um, girls' education advocate. Um, has an amazing book out right now. And uh, I definitely look up to a, a few people like that on on Instagram. So, so what do people? My misunderstand about you. Oh, yes. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm going to think for a little bit. I believe my ability to forgive. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, I do think um, in my lifetime, you know, I've only been on this earth for 24, 24 years old, you know, um, only. But I, I do believe the ways in which people have done me wrong in me to be able to say, you know what, um, I'm not going to let this hold me back. Uh, again, resilience. I really, really thrive on resilience and confidence. So I need to shake that up. I need to forgive them, um, you know, almost no matter what, so I can, so I can move on. So it's just like the way, like, how can I forget somebody like, you know, that's, um, have to go into all this. So probably that a little bit. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you think people the, um, did you wrong. So let's go on, um, now. You finish um, college, mm-hmm. and you you're out of in the world. Yes. What was your first job after college? So after undergrad, I went straight to graduate school, right? Okay. Um, okay. Which uh, was great. I probably shouldn't have, but it was still great. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of energy, a lot to go through. But after a gra- a graduate school, I kind of take um, I took a bit of a sabbatical, if you will. You know. Um, want to work on my many projects, including my books and a few things that I've been wanting to uh, do. But I've also stepped into the classroom. So I've been teaching for a little bit. Um, once I was um, in Cambridge in Latin school, okay. um, around my 
uh, around my gra graduate school experience and a little bit after. And then I went over to the Fessenden School, which is, which is an all boy um, independent school, which was mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, a different experience for me. Nonetheless, um, I have a great time there. So, yeah. So you, you mentioned you play sports mm -hmm. in, in high school. Can you can you give us more detail on that? Yeah, sure. I ran cross country. Wow. <laughs> I played tennis and um, a little bit of volleyball as well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which one you, you excel? You are uh, excelling. Sure, I'm gonna say cross country. One okay. because I still run now, and two, I had several PRs um, for cross country. Be, uh, the reason why I said that I fell in love with it and I excel in it is I came into cross country not knowing what I was doing, not knowing how to run and, uh, you know, if I must say so as well, you know, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was on a little bit of a heavy side. So I really had to learn a lot. Like, you know, what is running? Why do we run? Like, you know, what is it to my body and everything? So as I went on from sophomore year all the way to senior year, I literally had to adapt and understand um, the sports itself and how I mean, yeah. only my body and my, my flexibility to run. And um, I'm grateful to say it. My coach was amazing as well and who I'm, I definitely a great relationship with so i was able to um do a lot break a lot of um personal prs in the sports itself yeah so what what did you learn because i i i coach soccer and and i feel like sport is a way for people to get connection to their strength in terms of the mental strength and the physical strength yes. can you attest to that Absolutely. Um, it's it's trusting your body to do it. Yeah. And coming back, even when you did not have your best, even when you did not do your best, or did not feel your best. So I do believe it's always coming back and trusting your body. Like, you know, you will get better. You can do better. Um, and the what I learned about the process is also lean on your team. You have a team for a reason. You you mm. all have a common goal. So it's being it, the ability to work in a team, to work in an organization, um, to achieve the same common goal, but yeah. as individual to do our part. You know, um, drop as droplets, we are single but what creates an ocean are the drop droplets you know so mm. it's really the ability to come together doing our part and um again it really goes all back to being respectful and being confident within the within the um environment so so we we know about um the earthquake and people and, and we're still in the pandemic mm -hmm. but the earthquake was an event for you and we share the same about the pandemic Or, or did you adjust to it? And I know it's still going on. Yeah. What was it, what was it for you? What was it like for you? Yes, truthfully, in the beginning, it was extremely sad. I remember when the outbreak happened a couple weeks later, um, and I Snapchatted, oh my gosh, just a decade ago, I survived an earthquake, and now this, like, what is life? Like, it really hit me. Yeah. It hit me quite strongly because, you know, these two things happened, like, you know, like, exactly at a decade mark, right? Um, but I think, uh, I, I, again, I went back to, uh, some of my previous experiences. What can I do for my community? What can I do? Can I, how can I do my part to make the community better, to really advance, to help other people in need? And that was going back to serve the community in Waltham, serve my peers and friends and family. And again, doing my part to eventually get out of this. And as we can see, like, this is an ongoing issue and, you know, the government is doing what they can, but really as, as people, as, as in the society, we kind of have to do our part. So um, I, I, I ease into the whole idea of the pandemic eventually. <laughs> 
so and you you can see the trend where the job um satisfaction change completely people are looking for more in terms of just going to the office um how was it for you what did you have to um change or was your mostly transition in in the pandemic because this affect everybody in a certain way so what was the change for you yes a uh, great question which is exactly i'm um, going back to what we spoke about earlier which is exactly why i wanted to have a sabbatical you know after graduate school so being in my break it's going back to the things i really wanted to do some of the projects i've had for years both in college and in high school and didn't really put um, much attention and energy into it and also doing um fulfillment work but for my own fulfillment yeah. and which is when I joined the Chica Project organization and where I'm a facilitator and a mentor and I absolutely love every minute of it being able uh, to work with young um young identified young girls and you know being in the environment to have conversation um taboo conversation mm. essential topics with them uh, about once a week and checking in with them and having a village community on Saturdays to hear some of these uh a way, young identified young women in God's community or community in host group yeah. conversation yeah okay wow no de- definitely so like like you mentioned um Chica project we had the privilege to have Claudia Jean on a podcast i don't know if you know her oh my gosh Claudia has my heart absolutely yeah she did, she did a great job and she was she was on our uh, we have a fast uh, five panelists where we were talking about the MLK with uh, in the Asian perspective mm-hmm. if you have some time check it um check it out on our YouTube um, LinkedIn on Facebook she did a great job so let, let's switch to now you own um J Jbix and what what's the future for Jbix honestly i would love to see Jbix grow you know um international <laughs> perhaps but really uh I'm, i definitely like to be uh realistic at the same time um i do would love to see jb go national um national wise um in the states because uh this is the words of my customers they love it they they love my work they love my creativity they love um what i bring in you know in my community to the people to serve you know the birthdays um um love once and everything and i for one definitely am passionate about it into it but the way i see um jbic is more as as a great a hobby that i enjoy not just okay. specific work so i really, right. um enjoy um, it like that yeah wow wow well said well said so we wish to we wish a success to jbic and hopefully we can get some Um let me know how can people get in touch with you and get um to taste your, <laughs> your, your craft your creativity and your 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 um your unique way to improve with um like you said you like to mention sweet people don't like to have that but I like sweet I like cake so how can people get get in touch with you But what we say over here at JBIC is enjoy this dessert guilt-free. Um, so we have an Instagram page. I'm glad to pass it along to you. 
um, through Instagram is where you see all of catalog work. And then we also have a tree link link through there where you can order um, for your personal, um, uh, you know, event desires as well as catering from us as well. And we've had the pleasure to work with a few people in a few communities. So um, it's all on Instagram and it's all like, you know, through the background word of um, a Google worksheet is how you order. And yeah. then this is how you reach to us. Yes. Mm, wow. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, so we 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 understand that um being especially in in this state in massachusetts which is very education oriented is that is that what's drive you or was it for you to embrace all this opportunity that was given to you yes uh yeah i definitely do think uh yeah the energy around massachusetts um has something to do with it uh honestly it's really taking it with open arms like the way i know i want to see i see my future in so every opportunity that comes my way that god has been able to make me um come to interaction with i just take it um again hit the ground running with it and do my best bring my best authentic self that's one that's one thing first and foremost i try to do is bring my uh, i can only be me so i really bring my best self into it and then i see just the results unfold and i've just i couldn't be any more grateful with all the opportunities i've gotten and really the the sky's the limit and i'm just getting started until taking more and more um until you know i'm i'm seeing um education is, is equitable for girls yeah. in the states but more importantly internationally and that um to see women right, women's right as human as humans right so so let, let's quickly talk about um um syndrome the imposter mm -hmm. syndrome the reason i like to talk about it because in haiti we i never knew about racism mm -hmm. i don't know if i experienced it or not i don't think so mm -hmm. but here it's different where there's different um way people see you or see us did do you ever experience the imposter syndrome where you don't feel that you can truly be yourself at work absolutely i have and also i've had uh you know as you said uh, experienced discrimination a little bit hence why i've really wanted to get into um you know focusing writing my book because it, it, it derives from an experience um with actually a younger child you know mm. it's a whole story behind this um, and so I wanted to take it upon myself, you know, and I'm sure like, you know, one book is tiny, but tiny, um, yet mighty. So, um, having in-person syndrome has always been, uh, again, because of the way I look again, you know, I'm visibly, uh, uh black or so on. But again, I think the w one thing that keeps me grounded and keeps me moving forward is my support system, my community, including my brother, my, my family, my parents, you know, overseas, that's been doing a great job, um, you know, still giving me an abroad um, education, you know, family, um, instill family and some morals in, within me. And also my friends has been nothing but amazing. And then when something, when something really uncomfortable and unpleasant has happened to me, I do have a community to speak to. Yeah. More importantly, I, I, I have the ability to use my knowledge, use my passion into trying to see some change in because um, I, I do believe I can change the world with my words and it's all the way, the ways in which I use my words. Yeah. Mm, wow. You eloquently said it the right way. Thank you for, for sharing. Like I said, we have Annie JB with us today. 
Um, she's talking about her background. She's talking about her dream and all her accomplishment. And I think she's not done yet. She's just started. She just started, and we appreciate her. So it's time for hot topic. Um, <laughs> topic is a section where we go into like questions like people don't have a chance to ask, and we will just definitely like to hear you on hot topic. Let's go with hot topic right now. Hot topic with um, DP, Podpa, uh, DP Podcast with Eddie Dasius. We have our guest, Annie JB. She's great. She's amazing. Um, please subscribe to this channel for more content. Yeah. So now we have a uh, hot topic with Annie. Annie, so what's what's wrong with Haiti? Oh, <laughs> oh it is hot topic indeed. I know. <laughs> Okay, um, I don't believe there's anything wrong with our, our people, right, with our society. I do believe, um, and I guess this might be coming from a biased answer, what is wrong with our system, what is wrong with the, um, you know, uh, why, why the country cannot really collaborate is lack of education, um, you know. We're not investing in the youth. We're not investing in um, people to be educated, getting, uh, uh, you know, a great education to invest into our government system back mm. into the school education and back into everything because i do believe that everything that we do whether you like dancing makeup whatever it is whatever art you are interested in you need to be rooted into the art of the, the art of education first so i do believe this is there's a strong 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 um deficiency into our education system and that's really what what is lacking um the the country as a whole that is dragging everybody as a whole um yes so let's say and i'm glad you said you wanted to be a diplomat right so <laughs> yes. that should be a good question for you so let's say you made your way to diplomacy mm -hmm. and you become the president of Haiti. <laughs> All right. so what will you be so what would be your your plan to <sighs> to help the country take your, hey. take your time take your time what a question <laughs> Eddie, you are definitely getting into the deep, 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 hot topic questions. Okay, great question. Um, thank you for wishing that upon me. First of all, you know, seeing me as the president, um, I receive it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I would uh, honestly would say my first point of contact, point of work is, you know, um, how to establish a better education system for all, whether that be public, whether that be private. Um, I remember, um, again, for some of the projects I'm working on and I'm researching, you know, the school um, system, which I've always done, honestly, yeah. I get the school system in Haiti, is that there's barely anything about private school. It's more independent school that is making yeah. the mug that's the, that has a set website, yeah. you know, and if private pu public school are uh, free, as they say, why are not people having a better sense of, of, of how they can, mm. they can better in our society? And this is no shit to anyone or, or, or not me, you know, shaming down on the government. But I, I really yeah. do believe that it, it, I would love to see a much people taking over the a different government with an actual, uh, with, with a traditional education. And this is coming from a person who's more liberal in terms of education, but w where did they go to school? How did they reach the status of being a governor or a president, uh, a president and everything? And if they yep. did, 
if they did what is the work that they actually to instill the the same thing into the public system into yes. the private education and we know independent school in Haiti are the most thriving but yes. not everybody has access to it and i am a product a product of independent education in Haiti and you yes. know the it's outrageous money but it's also a barrier it's a it's also a class barrier so i would love to see a better education system in the country to break down some not all because i don't think it's could ever like you know wipe off to break down some of the class issues that we experience um as a country so um you 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 are an educator i think this question is mostly best suited you okay <laughs> let's say you have Haiti dr Jamaica what is Canada USA France Italy Spain as Ooh. students okay so and who do you think will strive in your class the reason I ask the question is because I think there's a misunderstanding of Haitian knowledge and um intelligence mm-hmm. and physicality too mm-hmm. i think we are strong is that mm-hmm. because but I, and i think we can adapt to any system mm-hmm. yes but yes. as an educator mm-hmm. how would you see that haitian kid in the mm-hmm. your class yes i love your questions eddie i really do um first i want to say if i can do it you know definitely you can do it you know the little girl watching this the mom dad auntie that's watching this definitely instill that to your you know young young you know child boy and girl that definitely they can do it and it is so great that you you know asked me this question because i was reading this book called slay in your lane by mm. yomi and oh i'm forgetting the other author's name great book and it's basically a book that is setting where they are repres- um talking about statistic and all and so forth and so on in one of the chapters we're talking about how um you know african american background student african um students versus caribbean students are thriving into the um uk education system and it statistically has proven that caribbean students are just far more excelled you know than any other ethnic you know in the in the class or in the system itself mm-hmm. um i would say uh you know again it, it, some people might view this on oh, being biased or anything uh, uh, my caribbean student my haitian student is definitely like you know the best <laughs> he is because one you do have the support from the parent and that may not be every haitian household but one i would have the support of the parent because you know haitian parents you know stand strong if they go to a parent meeting and hear that you are acting up into the classroom you're mm. doing this you better believe this student is going to come back straight as a ruler to your classroom (laughs) and i have seen it happen i have seen it happen both when i was a student in class and i've seen it happen both as me being in a um educator in a teacher position in classes okay so um i am you know forever most grateful to the support of a haitian household black household you know for students in my classroom um and two they I, i do believe that we have um 
this greater sense of purpose. We know that we're yeah. here. We know that we just want something out of it. It's like, you know, we just don't want to come to school and then for it to be it, for, for mm. that to be it. And again, I may, I, it, it sounds like a general statement that I'm making, but it does apply to most, I think, you know, most students. At least, I'm going to say at least a great 80% of students, that's how they think. You know, yeah. and um, and while, you know, not everybody, you know, is made for education, but I do believe more importantly, most Caribbean, most Haitian students are always like, you know, God first, education first, and then the rest comes after. So I'm going to have to give it to my Haitian student in the classroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> Some people will say you're biased, but um, I think definitely that's that's a statement I will go with too. Yes, it, it, I, I may look biased, but I have statistics and I have seen it. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. So I'm not just coming um, in blindly, just so everyone knows. <laughs> wow. Well said, well said, well yeah. said, Amy. Uh, so now, Amy, so let's go with, you, you mentioned about book. So what would be three books you can recommend to our audience? Oh, great, great, great question. Um, First and foremost, the Bible, uh, you know, and maybe you're not religious or, or anything, but any spiritual book that is makes you in tune with your body, in tune with your mind, in tune with yourself. So I, I do would recommend um, any religious book that you are um, aligned to. Second book would be Educated. Educated is amazing. It is a great book, and I, I've had a, learnt, a, lear, a lot to learn about it. And yeah. I do think anybody else can um, pull a few great points from it, too. Um, and lastly, ooh, I would say the Michelle Obama book as well. Um, oh, Becoming. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Becoming. Um, it was great. It, oh, and then Educated is by Tara Westover. Um, and Michelle Obama's, uh, uh, obviously Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, was also great. Um, and I have, I have a list ongoing, which I love sharing book recommendations to people, but those are uh, my best few. And, you know, perhaps mine when it comes out. Oh, yes, <laughs> shameless, plug. shameless plug here. So, um, yeah. We, we will reserve your spot um, to, to kind of promote your book if you want on our podcast. Thank so you. So we will be glad to have you. So let's go about... What question you um you wish I asked you today? Ooh. One question. What one? What is this one question you wish I asked you today? Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps the work I envision to do, and what what does women equity or women education empowerment looks like for me? So perhaps uh, the work along, I mean, a question along the words of how am I actually am implementing that work moving forward? Are you, are you gonna, are you, what's your plan? Uh, really it's to continue into the path um, that I am with Chica Project and any other opportunity that comes along. Okay. And, uh, it, you know, this is the first I'm saying it here, you know, working with my book, more importantly, I'm, I'm looking forward to move to DC eventually. And okay. really doing more work centering um, politics, and uh, you know, I, I really look up to Corinne Jean-Pierre. I love her work. I love her path. How she's gone through um, the path of politics. So I, yeah, I, yeah. She's, she's amazing. Absolutely. So I do envision a path like this. I do envision, um, you know, working, you know, little Haitian girl working in the White House and pushing yeah. that agenda into equity and education. More importantly, implementing change, not just. Um, uh you know um inferior work when it comes to education yep. but really actual allyship work when it comes to the education in the haitian system and really putting a program that is beneficial to people where they can advance okay. where they can do better for their community um 
That's yeah. what I would say. So let's say you are hosting a, a big event mm-hmm. at your um, presidential <laughs> ceremony, <laughs> and what are the top five influencers in your life? You have to be in that in that event with you. Yes. Oh, definitely my parents. My parents, my family. Um, you know, my to-go support system, which is like definitely my mom and dad, um, um, sibling, my, my my older brother, my cousins, definitely, and aunt and uncle definitely have to be there. Uh, along the sides with my most inner circle friends. Okay. Uh, let's see, Vikativu. <laughs> I really love that girl. Like she's she's just really amazing and brilliant. Um, let's see, uh, Michelle Obama for really paving some of the path yep. for us. Uh, Serena Williams. Um, I, I am mm. a very multifaceted person, which I do um, take, um, you know, ideas from people from different fields, to be honest. Yes. So, okay. yeah. So, I, I do go along with that. Um, yeah. So, it's, it's just a, a line of empowered people, empowered women, to be honest. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, we, we, we get into the end of this um, great conversation with oh you, NKB. Um, but um, one question I have for you is, where where do you see you in five years? Ooh, that that question is is quite loaded, right? <laughs> um, I can definitely say going uh, going forward with my uh, hiring vision to do more work into the education system, whether that be in the classroom, um, but mostly I do envision it to be outside of the classroom. And perhaps in the leadership position into, uh, you know, into a school system itself. Uh, also, definitely be in D.C. and, you know, running the White House. <laughs> Not just a good running, but really having a close, um, close, yeah. a close uh, relationship. And also uh, perhaps moving forward into um, the, the, the position of being an ambassador and so forth. So, yeah. Mm, wow great 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 answer great answer we appreciate you yes. coming oh. today to the podcast yeah go ahead i was gonna say in addition to that i, I forgot one person into my influencer monica palmer in fact so yeah. okay it's a great right. person it's a great person Mo- monica make it made it made it <laughs> <laughs> into my list <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um thank you any jb we had a great chance to um speak with you in pick your brain on your journey and all your accomplishment and your vision so we wish you success with jbex hopefully we can taste on that great 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 um sweets and food um food and i don't know cookies or cake yeah definitely gonna get to uh, your instagram to order and we're waiting on your book definitely it's um it's gonna be it's a challenge now it's out there so i know so i'm most grateful for that yes please wait on it um and before we do go eddie i really wanted to say i i appreciate and love the work that you are doing for the community um the work that you are you know pushing forward in the audience um i do believe that people should definitely tune in into your podcast into the, the work that you are also advertising for i believe in it i do believe that you have an agenda to uplift the people so really thank you for the work that you are doing for our community and also for uh, the community that you um serve so now all, all the glory to god and we also appreciate you coming in you are the guest that's driving this podcast amazing guest so 
can you refer us any people you would like to see being a guest in the podcast absolutely uh my great friend geraldine bogard um okay. definitely check her out that has an amazing story as well in from haiti um my friend jenica herling das yes absolutely these people i would say for you to yeah look yeah. for and look at and i know it sounds like a uh you know i'm just like shouting out women like i, I just i am a big yes. fan of just like women i grew up, I have, I grew up with um two sisters so it's not a problem awesome, but, so it's not a problem so always appreciate it um so we had um any jb with us today with jp but um dp podcast so she's the owner of jb uh, jbex and she's also inspiring in terms of getting women equity uh, equity and moving forward with her career um last word for you amy thank you thank you so much and i hope you guys uh support me you all support me and um wait uh upon tomorrow, more of the work that i plan on um working for working forward to so thank you for having me again all right it was a great pleasure to have any and this is dp uh, podcast live go check us on youtube facebook linkedin or go on www.dppodcast.com you can listen to on apple podbean apple podcast apple podbean and then google podcast and you can have us um, we had a great time with you guys this is eddie dasius with um dp podcast live thank you <laughs>